0: Good morning, let's start this morning with number 791 please, 791.
1: You.
2: Oh, no. Uh, We have many visitors. Uh, We're we're very happy that you're with us. Uh, We really enjoy you and want you to worship God with us. One thing about North Provide Church of Christ, we're here to worship God. We're not here to be entertained, so just join in and love upon God and love upon one another. We are people who are validated by God we're validated by God because we are obedient to him and we love him and he is looking for a people like us who will truly serve him we are not on the fence we're not trying to please God and man we're the children of God that's who we belong to and so we encourage you to be uh, be like-minded and understand who we are. We're Christians. Will you please pray with me? Father, we come first to thank you for being our God and thank you for being there for us. Father, you sent your son, Jesus Christ, who died on Calvary, Father, so that we have a right to be called your children, your people, your royal nation. Father, we hopefully understand that we we were lost. We, we didn't know which way to turn, but Jesus came and showed us the way. And Father, we are a people who will take up our cross and we're going to follow him, and we're going to live for him, and we look forward to him coming back for his church. Father, we pray that the message be clear and and concise, and Father, we pray that we take those nuggets that our brother Mike is going to preach to us and we apply that to our lives. It's a new day. When men and women find Christ as a new day, it's a change, we realize that, Father, and it takes time. And Father, we just pray that we're bold in telling the world, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Father, be with us as we go about our, our worship. The month of October is almost over with. We're getting ready for November. And Father, again, thank you for, for saving us. Thank you so much. We pray this prayer in the name of your Son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.
0: There is a bomb in Gilead. To just a little bit differently, please. We'll sing all four verses and the refrain at the end. All four verses and the refrain at the end.
3: prayer this morning. Our gracious and loving Heavenly Father, we are come to you in this avenue of prayer. We're thankful, Father, for this time that we're able to just come to you and lay at your feet our needs, our wants, our desires, and know that you hear our request and that you act accordingly for our best interest. Father, we're thankful, Father, for this ability to communicate with you and, you know, as we think in, about prayer and starting our day with prayer, ending our day with prayer, that we need to grow closer to you through prayer. Father, we're so thankful that we're gonna address you as our Father, we're so thankful, Father, that you are our creator and that we realize the, all the things in which, which we see and, and participate in that are all blessings from you. And we just thank you, Father, for being our God and our Savior and our Redeemer. We're thankful, Father, for Christ Jesus, and for the love that you had for us in sending your son, your only son, upon the cruel cross of Calvary, that brings us into that relationship with you to be able to be heirs of your uh, to be able to share in your your kingdom. Father, we're just thankful for Christ Jesus and for what it means. And as we celebrate this communion with you in just a few minutes, with we we taking of the bread and the fruit of the vine, that we Reflect upon the great sacrifice that you gave upon that cruel cross of Calvary. Father, we pray that you'll be with us as we sing songs of praise and worshiping you this morning. Father, we pray that you'll be with us as we open your word, your holy word for a message from it this morning and that it resonates in our hearts and that we can take that out into the world in which we live. Father, we're just so thankful, Father, for us to be able to call you our Father and that you're spiritually strong and that we can become spiritually strong through you. And we ask for courage that we can overcome the things that are trying at us and eating at us. And Father, we just ask for that we can grow closer to you. Father, we are mindful of many of the sick of this congregation and we're gonna pray for them this morning and there'll be others that will be praying with me as we uplift names before you this morning. We're so thankful for answering our prayer for Brenda Scott and being able to see her this morning. And we just pray, Father, for continual strength for her body. Father, we pray for Mitzi and praying, Father, for the upcoming scan and the biopsy this week. That's good results, Father. And we just pray that the treatment plan is working for her and that she can return to her much desired health. Father, we pray for the Dickersons, Lloyd and Rhonda this morning, just the pains that they're having with the, their, their health. We ask, Father, for your touching and healing upon them as well. We pray, Father, for recovery, for Bill Lorner, for his surgery. And we ask, Lord, that you just ask, pray that you provide healing to him as his body heals from the surgery. Father, there's many on our prayer list that, you know, we're, as we age, we're growing in pains and aches and, and concerns with our health. And Father, we just bring up names before you this morning that, that we know that we need to be praying, Father, for and we ask, Father, that for healing upon them. Father, we pray for our church this morning. We pray for our elders. We pray for our deacons. We pray for the membership here, Father. And Father, we pray as we look to spread the word throughout this community that you give us results, that the field is white, and that we can share the good news of Jesus Christ with others with whom we come in contact with. Father, we also pray for our young people. We pray, Father, that you will help us to be able to stay from to keep from temptation. You know, there's a lot of things that attract them and be, being able to see other sides of this world. And, Father, we just pray that they can see the holiness of you and the need, the need to be able to stay close to you. Father, we also pray for our great country. You know, there's a lot of turmoil going on in this world right now. We pray, Father, for peace throughout the nations we pray for peace within this country and we pray father for peace to being able to live peacefully within this community father we ask now that you go with us forgive us of our sins and we ask now for your your forgiveness as we continue through this service in christ's name we pray amen
0: We saw thee not when thou didst come.
4: Kind of short notice for me this morning, so I'm gonna do the best I can. Um, and so I prayed about it this morning, asking Lord, you know, what should I, what should I say for, for this? And uh, you know, at one time, every people on earth had some sort, some sort of sacrificial system, and the Jews were no different. And uh, the thing is, is that. Sacrifices of animals could never take away our sin. It only covered it up for a little while. Jesus is the only one that can truly take away our sin. It is God's sacrifice for all of us. The Jews had to sacrifice animals to show that sin was serious. Something had to die for every single sin that we committed. And we've all fallen short of the glory of God, we've all sped when we shouldn't have sped while driving and uh, we made many mistakes and so that's why we come here today that's why we serve the Lord and that's why what he did for us is the greatest thing that has ever been done for any of us says here and when he had given thanks he broke it and said take eat this is my body which is broken for you do this for remembrance of me let's pray Great Father in heaven, holy is your name. Thank you, Lord, for this time that we get to come here and remember you and what you did for us. We know the pain and suffering that you went through, Lord, is more than any human has ever been through because it was you who died for us. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. In the same manner he also took the cup after supper saying this cup is the new covenant in my blood this do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me let's pray father in heaven holy is your name thank you lord for this symbol of your blood the blood that washes away all of our sins as far as the east is from the west we thank you for this lord jesus let me pray amen That concludes the Lord's Supper. Um, now we, this is the moment of time we set aside to be able to take up a collection. There's boxes in the back you can put your, your gift or there's the Tithely app where you can also give to the church. And, you know, this is a very important time because it's a chance for us to give gratitude back to the Father with what we have, um, whether it be food or money or whatever. And the scripture says here, I'm reading out of 2 Corinthians, um, it says but this I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly and he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. So let each one give as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or out of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver." Let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you, Lord, for all the gifts, the blessings, the jobs that we have. We thank you, Lord, for your kindness and mercy upon us. We ask you, Lord, that you would bless the gifts that your people share with you, Lord, through the giving of their means to the church. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.
5: Today I'll be reading John 13, verses 1 through 5. Now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour had come, that he should depart from this world to the Father, having loved his his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. And the supper being ended, the devil having already put into the heart of Judas a chaserah, Simon's son to betray him. Jesus knowing that the father had given all things into his hands, that he had come from God and was going to God, rose from supper and laid aside his garments, took a towel and girded himself. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and wipe them with the towel which he was with which he was girded.
0: At this time children and their teachers may go to their class. <clears throat> And before Mike's lesson, let's sing number 121. Would you please stand, if you can, while we sing this hymn?
6: different reaction from a lot of people a lot of people know who I am Uh, some of you are visiting I am this is my home congregation is what I like to call it and then there are some who have been here a long time and when they looked at me they said who are you reminds me of the first time while I was trying out so remember Marie Uh, we were trying out at a congregation in West Virginia And we're sitting there, and she comes up and says, you're in my seat. So we got up and moved one seat further. And she tapped me on the shoulder and said, who are you? And I said, I'm the substitute speaker for this morning. She said, you're the what? And I said, I'm the substitute speaker. And she says, what is that? I said, it's, it's like when you break some glass and you put plastic over it, and after you put plastic over you keep it there until you can get it fixed. And she said, oh. So I spoke that morning, and she came up, and she hugged my neck, and she said, son, I want you to know, you're no piece of plastic. You're a real pain. <laughs> <laughs> so the real pain is back. And it's just good to see y'all. I am so happy. Would you pray with me, please? Father, we come to you as your people, asking you to help us see exactly who you are. Help us as we go through the lesson, and, and that we can see Jesus as he lived here. I thank you for sending Jesus and allowing him to die in my stead. I pray in his name. Amen. This is probably one of the, the most famous statements as far as people knowing what it says. They're having the Passover meal. And Jesus, right before they really get involved in it, Jesus, knowing that his time had come, having loved his own to the very end, showed them the extent of his love. The evening meal was going to be served and Judas has already betrayed Jesus. Settled on price. I'm not getting the same, oh, there it is. This is coming slow, but it is coming. Okay. It's in the middle of the meal, and Jesus gets up, doesn't say anything, takes off his outer garments, and gets a bowl full of water, and starts washing the apostles' feet. It's important to know that this task of washing feet was assigned to the lowest of the servants the one that had been there the least the one who hadn't been taught anything the one who was trying to get out of some kind of debt or something the lowest of the low they did the jobs that nobody else wanted and Jesus is washing their feet He comes to Simon Peter and he shows a bit of humility when he says, Lord, are you, you going to wash my feet? And Jesus replied, you don't know what I'm doing. Later you understand. Jesus looks back at the Lord and says, No, you're not going to wash my feet. In this country, they wore sandals. And as they marched around, they got dusty and sweaty. And they, I don't know how to see this nice, they stepped in animal excrements. And Jesus looks at Peter and says, you're not going to wash my feet. And Jesus says, Peter, unless I wash your feet, you have no part in me. Then Peter says, if that's the case, don't just wash my feet. just, Just wash me all over. And Jesus says, you don't need a bath, Peter. You need your feet washed. And he goes, and he knows he's going to be trained. And he washes his feet. Like he's washing everybody else's feet. Now, this is the part of my character that you usually don't see. If I had a wire brush and I got to Judas, I'd have washed his feet. But he's going and he's washing feet and when he finishes, he comes back and puts his clothes on and says, do you know what I've just done? You call me teacher and Lord and rightly so, for that's what I am. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, so you should wash one another's feet. I've set an example you should do as I have done for you I tell you the truth no servant is greater than his master nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him now that you know these things you'll be blessed if you do them Jesus doing? I mean, he's the the guest of honor. He could have picked any of the disciples, but he chose to get up and, and wash feet. There's a couple answers, maybe. Maybe he washed their feet because their feet needed washing. That's almost a guarantee if you lived in this day and time. But that doesn't seem to be what he's teaching. Maybe, maybe, just maybe, the disciples are really concerned with who's going to be greatest in the kingdom of heaven. It was their favorite argument. And in Luke, he says that a dispute has already arose about them, who was going to be, which of them was going to be considered greatest in the kingdom of heaven. So they've got this thing going and Jesus washes feet, but I don't think so. I think Bonhoeffer might be closer. When people come together, an almost invisible unconscious life and death contest starts. We size up other people without thinking. We look for some strategic advantage, some angle by which we, must, we might assume control over that person. And the best example I can think, I wrestled a little in high school. And I, when I got there, I looked at the guy I was going to face. If it was muscular, I mourned. <laughs> If he was skinny and and didn't have any muscle I celebrated but I had him all sized up I knew what I could do I knew what I should do and sometimes it worked and sometimes it didn't those of you in school there are always these kids who are trying to outdo the other kids Whether it's sports or whether it's academics, it doesn't matter. There are going to be some who are going to be smart and there's going to be some that aren't as smart. There are going to be some that are, are great in sports and there are going to be some that just aren't as great. But I think Jesus is doing something else. I think Jesus is showing us the conundrum of what it means to be a Christian. You see, he's been teaching them for a while. He's been with them three years. And what he's been teaching lately is kind of pointed. For example, then Jesus cried out, when a man believes in me, he does not believe in me only, but in the one who sent me, when he looks at me, he sees the one who sent me. I've come into the world as a light so that no one who believes in me should stay in darkness. What Jesus is claiming is something that the Jews believed very strongly that there was going to come a time when somebody would come down and, and shed the light over the darkness, and Jesus is saying, I'm here. In other words, they were looking for this holy man that God was intended, and Jesus says, it's me. If that's the case, what's he doing washing feet? In John 8, listen to his claim. They asked him, where is your father? Jesus replies you do not know me or my father if you knew me you would know my father as well now that's kind of high stuff if you knew me you know who God is if you knew me you would know what God does But they're not going to give up this argument easily because he's just claimed to be so spiritual and so close to God that this is just a guy in their eyes. And they get arguing about who is the greatest and they end up arguing about Abraham. Jesus says you're here from below. I'm from up there I'm not from this world I wasn't born here like you were born here I, I did it was a miracle that I'm here I'm not of this world I've always been from heaven and they said hey we only follow Abraham and Jesus says I tell you before Abraham was, I am. You know what he's just claimed? Abraham was their father. But long before Abraham ever walked on this earth, he lived in heaven. And he's teaching this to his disciples. We know that the Son of God has come and has given us understanding so that we may know him who is true. And we are in him who is true by being his son, Jesus Christ, the true, underline this word, God. eternal life he says this Jesus John 5 I tell you the truth the son can do nothing by himself He can only do what he sees the Father doing because whatever the Father does, the Son does also. Whatever God can do, Jesus can do. For the Father loves the Son and shows him all he does. Yes, to your amazement, he will show him even greater things than these. For just as the Father raises the dead and gives them life, even so the Son gives life to whom he is pleased to give it. Moreover, the Father judges no one, but entrusted all judgment to the Son. And Philip, show us the Father and we'll be pleased. And Jesus said, don't you know me, Philip? (laughs) how can you say show us the father don't you believe that I'm in the father and the father's in me and the words I say to you are not my own rather it is the father living in me who is doing his work are you getting the hint of what he's teaching I'm no ordinary man I'm God And he's washed their feet. The lowest of the lowest. God stepped down until there was nothing lower. This is Nicodemus. Nicodemus is a Pharisee. A ruler of the synagogue. When you get to be a ruler of the synagogue, you are somebody special. This is found in John 3. And he comes and he says, I know you're from God. Nobody can do what you do without. And he starts talking to Jesus. And if you read it, Jesus gets a little miffed, in my opinion. He tells him how to be born again, and he says, "How can this be?" And Jesus says, "You're a ruler of the synagogue, and you don't understand this." He's getting tough. He's just told him everything that you've achieved in the, in the Jewish religion hasn't revealed to God to you at all. That's tough stuff. Next chapter. He's at a well, and a woman comes. And he said, draw me some water. Men didn't talk to women in that day. And here's a man talking to a woman. And she says, how are you, how are you, what do you want me to do? And how do you speak like that? And, and Jesus goes and he has this gentle, leading Of her until he gets to a point and he says go call your husband and she says I don't have a husband and he says you're right you've had five and now you have a living lover now what do you expect Jesus to do he stays as kind and as loving as he has been the whole Conversation. The Pharisee gets the rough treatment. The Samaritan is led to the point where she goes and she tells all the other Samaritans, we have found the Messiah. Jesus stays there, converting people. This is Mark chapter 5. This woman has had a bleeding condition for 12 years. For 12 years, she has been cut off from society because she's had this bleeding condition. For 12 years, she didn't have anybody to talk to. There was nobody that could be socialized with her. For 12 years. And she's at the point where she says, I am willing to risk it all. If I can just touch his garment, I'll be healed. And she sneaks out and touches his garment, and Jesus knows something's left. Somebody's done somebody. And so he looks and says, who touched me? And Peter says, you've got to be kidding. Do you see the crowd around here? He says, no, I want to know who touched me. And he holds that position until this woman comes out and says, it was me. For 12 years, she's not able to talk to anybody. Now she's confessing to a large crowd she has touched Jesus. And Jesus says, your faith has made you calm. No more bleeding conditions why didn't he let her stay in hiding I think probably because she needed to let people know she wasn't in the same condition she'd been for 12 years but they're on the way to the house of Jairus he's got a very sick daughter And they come and they tell Jesus, don't bother the master anymore, she's died. And Jesus looks at him and he says, don't believe that she's died, she's not died. And they get to the house and they tell him, she's died, don't bother him. And Jesus says, she's not dead, she's sleeping. And he raises her from the dead. But here's the interesting point. He says, Don't tell anyone. A woman who's been isolated for 12 years is out in public and confessing that she had been and now she's healed. And here's the head of a synagogue and he says, Don't tell anyone. This is what I want you to see about Jesus. This is from Tim Keller's book, Encounters with Jesus. He is the lion and the lamb. Despite his high claims, he is never pompous. You never see him standing on his own dignity. Despite being absolutely approachable to the weakest and and the broken, he is completely fearless before the corrupt and powerful. He has tenderness without weakness, strength without harshness, humility without the slightest lack of confidence, unhesitating authority with a complete lack of self-absorption, holiness and unending conviction without any shortage of approachability, power without insensitivity. I want to break it down even just a little further (laughs) I am getting just a little bit behind on these okay what is Jesus teaching if you want to be like Jesus you've got to be able to help the rich and the poor The high educated and those who have no education those you look at a need if you're going to be like Jesus you look at the need you fulfill the need and then you go you're not too big to help the poor or give somebody a ride or or visit the sick If somebody wants you to pray for them, pray. If somebody wants you to to give them a ride somewhere, give them a ride. If somebody wants you to use your talent to accomplish and need them, then use it. He washed the apostles' feet because they needed washing. And it didn't matter he was God. So as we live our faith, You want to be like Jesus? We are not so high and holy that we can't do what somebody else needs for us to do. That's what he's trying to get the apostles to see. One thing that he was not afraid to do though he was God and had always been alive he would come and die so that we can live it means to repent of your sins and say God I, I haven't lived real well I haven't been perfect I haven't been living the way you want me to and that you're baptized for the remission of those sins And you can leave here like Jesus. If there's a way that we can help you do that, won't you come? Why, together we stand and sing.
7: I just want to take a few minutes to encourage all of you and to thank all of you that have been helping with all the various things we've been doing to spread the word. Uh, The ladies that are doing the compassion cards, uh, reaching out to those that have asked for prayers from different places uh, are doing a wonderful job. Um, The food pantry uh, people who have asked for prayers have told us how thankful they are for us reaching out to them. And in fact, it's it's interesting. The people that are writing the compassion cards have just recently received cards themselves from two ladies who are so thankful for the prayers that we have been given. And they recognize we are a compassionate group of people that want to serve and help people. If you would like to help um, with that Compassion Card program, please get in touch with uh, Lynn Nobles. We could, we could use some help in, uh, in doing that. The number of people that are asking for prayers and putting their name in for those Compassion Cards is, is continues to increase. And uh, we try to get cards, a couple cards, to each one of those every week. It's going to increase even more because we're going to kick off a program where we're going to be reaching out to people that move into the community. The new movers that come from all over the country. We get a list every month and there's approximately 60 families that move into Titusville alone from distances greater than 100 miles away. And so we're going to start reaching out to those by adding those people to the Compassion Car program and um, we're probably going to have 50 to 60 families that the ladies are going to be writing cards to every week. And so if you can help, like, please get a, hold of, uh, get a hold of Lynn and, and uh, let her know that you'd like to help with that. We've also recently kicked off a program to, to greet people and greet visitors. When you walk into a place where you don't know anybody, um, it can be a little bit daunting um, and you need to you need to see a smiling face, someone that's gonna come up to you and talk to you and help you get to uh, where you need to be and and welcome you. We need, we need to be very welcoming of folks and let them know that it's great for them to be here. We have several visitors this morning. Um, take the time to uh, talk to them before they, before they leave. Just one more thing and then I'll I'll uh, get out of here. Uh, as a result of the compassion cards and the people that have been given to us off of your bookmark, and I would remind you, please continue to pray for those people you want to see saved. Uh, we've got some uh, folks that have been given to us and we've been asked to help reach out to them. Because of that effort and because of the compassion cards, there are people that are, are wanting to Bible study wanting to have Bible studies. We need people to help with that. If you would like to come and uh, if you'd like to understand a little bit about the tools that we were given um, and learn about some of the tools that we're gonna use for Bible studies, please contact me and I can get you uh, some information. I'll give you examples of the material we have. And we also have some videos that uh, were left um, by Rob Whitaker who did the evangelism seminar that can help you understand um, what that material is about and how to use it. Um, just like I said, we're doing a, a wonderful thing, and there are so many people that are recognizing that we're spreading the word, we're, care, we are, we're concerned about their needs, not only physically, but spiritually, and um, I just want to thank you all for the, the work that you're doing, thank you.
0: Hey, good morning church. First thing I want to do this morning, Don and Pat Ortiz are back. They're, they're our snowbirds and, uh, and they're back here from Kentucky. And, and I, I always tell them when, when the snowbirds come back, I said, I'm so glad you have repented and come home. <laughs> and so, so, so dust the snow off. yeah, yeah, dust the snow off fortunately they come back early they don't, they don't see a lot of that ok Brenda Scott is here she's, she's here she's out of the hospital and, and, and evidently she's, she's doing better and uh, we get all kind of messages we get stuff on slips of paper this morning I even got a, a note on my cell phone i was supposed to read and, it's, and it says please pray for Mitzi she will be having another PET scan tomorrow to see if this protocol is working, she's scheduled for a biopsy on new nodules in her chest Tuesday, and another time on Friday they'll be having to d- to drain her lungs again. So continue to please pray for, pray pray for Mitzi. And if you didn't see it on my cell phone, it's on Facebook also. So it's we're we're, we're getting real electronic nowadays. Okay, thank you and. Uh, also, Lex Pierce is here today. It says here that he's recovering at home, but, but he's able to he's able to get out, and, and we're, we're happy. We're, we're definitely happy for that. And I have a note that says uh, at at Christ Central Church on November the seventh at eleven thirty, there will be a a service for Sergeant Major Glenn Morell. He's a longtime friend and faithful member of the Central Church of Christ. So keep that in mind. And, that, and also from, from Lynn Noble. Asking for prayer for my niece, Carrie Gammon, who lives in Abilene, Texas, recently diagnosed with breast cancer. Please pray for her upcoming surgery and that her healing and surgery will go smoothly and that her treatment will be successful. Please pray for her, her husband as well. They have four children, three of which are still minors, with two of them having special needs. Thank you, Glenn Noble. So please continue. Please pray for her, her niece. And, and and we know that the prayer, is, the prayer is powerful. Coming up this week, we uh, the, the ladies' Bible class will be Wednesday at 11. Senior adults are going to go to the Brevard Museum on Friday. At the, the says that the van loads up at, at 10 o'clock, so, so please come here then. And uh, we're, We are providing Thanksgiving dinners for a small number of church families in need. If you would like to receive a dinner, please talk to Wanda Fitzgerald or an elder. If you would like to donate money, please see Charlie, Brent, or myself and uh, this evening Nick Idens will be here filling in as a a guest guest preacher please come back and and see him and and then the last thing I want to say is um, next week, next Sunday fall back, fall back, reset your time and if you don't then just come on in and you'll be early for You'll be early for church, and, 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 and you'll wonder where all the rest of us are. So anyway, th- thank you, and, and uh, right now we have a, we're going to have a short uh, uh, video from, uh, f- from the work that was done in, in Nicaragua this past week. So are we ready?
8: Dear Heavenly Father, we're so thankful for all the many rich gifts in our lives because we know all good things come from Thee. We give thanks for all the wonderful people that were able to make it here this morning. Please be with, us as, be with us as we go our separate ways. Keep us safe and healthy so that we can return again to the next point of time. Please be with our visitors that may be traveling this afternoon. Keep them safe until they get to their destination and beyond. We give thanks for all the wonderful things, the weather that we're having, the fellowship that we so richly bestowed here because we can feel the love that that is here every time we show up, come through these doors and when we leave we still that love goes with us. Help us to stand up against those things out in the world to try to knock us down Keep us strong and healthy so that we can stand up against them evil things. Please go with us and keep your love with us so that we can feel protected and be protected. Help us to be able to help those around us that may be weak, ones that need help. All this we pray in Jesus Christ's holy name. Amen.